0: Well, it's cup final week and the nerves on this Zoom call are as frightening as the Queen of the South defence. My name is Jarvey and I am joined once again this week by Simon, Cameron, Hanni and Paddy. Together, we are the Broken Hearts Club Band. Cameron, I believe you were... One of the lucky few <laughs> to, to visit the Sky Lounge. You were there on Sunday. How was it?
1: Oh, it was a fantastic evening on Sunday. Um, you know, I'd like to say wined and dine, but obviously we had to have a, a 0%. <laughs> but the the food and the service was fantastic. Really, really great meal. Um, I'd recommend it to anyone. We went for the, the full Christmas dinner, three courses. Um,
2: <laughs>
1: How many Christmas blown dinners did you fit in, Cameron? Well, my my waistband is now elastic because I never leave the house, so it's fine.
3: <laughs> See,
1: Has last Gary Lodge like, food? well, that was the only <laughs> the only slight criticism I was have would be that I was expecting him to be there telling cracker jokes at your table, and he, he wasn't. It.
0: <laughs> <laughs> See, last year, like a COVID-free year, uh, I normally have it probably works out like six or seven Christmas dinners including Christmas Day. I'm having none this year, apart from Christmas Day. Uh, yeah,
1: wow. but, yeah, but you've never had one at Edinburgh's number one ranked restaurant. So I've not. You've never lived.
0: <laughs> I've not. I might try and squeeze one in before Christmas. Would
1: recommend <laughs> it, I really would. Um, uh, value had, for uh, money? Oh, yeah, definitely. It was three courses for twenty two fifty, I think. So that was really good... I had, the, I had a, a game terrine to start. Um, then the full turkey and the trimmings and finished it with a beautiful sticky toffee pudding, so yeah, (laughs) couldn't recommend it enough, go for it gents
0: Wonderful, and did you leave a five-star review on TripAdvisor to make sure the hearts stay in first place? Of course
1: (laughs) (laughs) I would have left it even if I hadn't been (laughs) (laughs) That's where we're first
0: (laughs) It definitely is Superb, Um, anyway back to to football, Um, so Joel Savage, we've had a wee look at his, his signings at from when he was at Preston North End, which included the signing of Josh Ginelli, who, according to local fans, only gave Ginelli a 3 out of 10, so we can only uh, look forward to who he brings in that'll be better than him, (laughs) considering he's our best fucking player. Um, And he's also signed the likes of Scott Sinclair, uh, who they've loved down there. Um, What's your thoughts from what you've read about Joel Savage, uh, the kind of signings you've seen him make for Preston? What's your your thinking behind him?
3: I'll I'll judge him in a year after I've seen some of the signings. Yeah, I think with these people, it, it might it, it might work, it might not. I hope it does, but we'll see. We'll see when when he brings in players and how they do. Mm-hmm. Uh, hopefully this means Gennelly might stay after the summer because he's a free agent, and if he's been signed before by this by Savage, then
0: mm-hmm. why can't he do it again? All right Here's uh here's an, a very early shirt for you. He brought Lewis Moult into Professor Northend, who's been hampered with injuries, but that's a man very similar in reputation to Liam Boyce, I would say, in terms of his goal reputation in Scotland. He's a very early shout that one day he'll be at Harps. <laughs> <laughs> oh good, another injured player. <laughs> Aye. He fits the mould perfectly, Paddy. Um, He's followed Alex Neil from Hamilton to Norwich to Preston North End. Here's another very early shout for you. One day, not saying if it'll be in six months or six years, Alex Neil will be the next Arts manager.
3: <laughs> there was one time where I would have absolutely bit your hand off for Alex Neil. And Alex Neil to be our manager, but mm-hmm. I mean, what's he done?
0: Uh, Preston North End are doing all right. Thanks to Joel Savage's comments. <laughs> We'll see. We'll see. Um moving on to uh to other transfer news then. Uh just looking, we spoke about our own recontracting players. Uh Nielsen's gonna try and tie down a few before January comes. But here's a few from the, the Scottish Premier, uh Stuart Findlay and Ross County's Ross Stewart, uh, the big target man that uh, destroyed the Celtic back for the other week, are both available for pre contracts in January. Do you reckon moves from Killian and Ross County to Hearts are a step up. Uh, are those the type of players you want to see coming in?
4: Hannah um, <laughs> I mean they didn't exactly excite me, but I think they would do a job. Um, the position we we're in as well, beggars can't be choosers. So you know I fine I, I think with um, Savage coming in having a read about him as well. He seems to be quite good at picking up sort of hidden gems and things for the lower leagues and even the lower leagues in Scotland. So, yeah, they would do a job, but that's about it for me.
0: Fair enough. I'm surprised you say they wouldn't excite you. I think both of them would excite me.
1: Mm. A 10th Christmas dinner would excite you.
0: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> I'd settle for one, 15th of December Not one bit of turkey other than a summit I mean,
3: I don't think Stuart Finlay will come to us, there was, there was points where he was getting potential
0: Scotland call-ups I think so did John Suter and Christoph Berra before him I but
3: <laughs> came through our academy and John Suter were in the Premier League
0: Robbie Nielsen has confirmed that he will be offering Stephen Kingsley and Michael Smith as well as Andy Irving new contracts by the end of the month before they are available on pre-contracts in January. Michael Smith has heavily hinted that he would be keen on re-signing, which excellent news. Um, We spoke before about not begrudging Smith a move down south, considering his age and he's still got the ability. Do you think even with him saying that, do you reckon he still could go? Anyone?
4: Yeah, I do. I think if uh well I don't think I think I think if a decent offer for him comes in a pre contract, for instance, down south, I do think he'll go. I think some of this maybe just a bit of lip service. Um but if an adequate enough offer doesn't come in for him, I think he will stay. I think he likes mm-hmm. it here as well. Um so like I think we really need to push the boat out a bit for him. Get him tied down on sort of three-year deal, Um, because I do think another team—I think other teams will come in for him and they'll be able to offer him much better terms. Because I I could easily see him playing Championship, but easily, Um, maybe even a lower Premiership team. But that (laughs) might be pushing it a bit.
0: (laughs) Michael's in the Premier. I love it, (laughs) Hammy. But was he not saying when he signed his last
3: contract that his kids have just started in school, he's just bought a house in Edinburgh, he's pretty settled? Mm -hmm. I think it's a win-win for him. If he takes his contract, he's getting paid a lot of money to live in Edinburgh. And I think we forget how much of an incentive that is. Have you ever been to a lot of cities in the North East England and the the Championship (laughs) playing? They're fucking shitholes. I think it's a good point. Edinburgh's a great city to live in. He'd be able to live comfortably. Even if you buy a massive house in like, Midlothian or whatever, it's what, a 45 minute drive into Rickerton? If that,
0: the bypass so, is quiet.
3: Yeah, so it, it, really, it really is quite perfect for him but and then, on the other hand if he does sign the contract and a, a big offer comes in, Hearts get money and, and he also thinks it's, it's worth adding that. I mean,
1: getting to play for a club that has Edinburgh's number one ranked restaurant is going to be worth something. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Very true. Um, Hammy, you said uh, a three-year contract. I know he's uh, he's still performing so consistently. Do you reckon he'd still be performing that consistently in three years' time?
4: Yeah, I'd worry. Aye, I'd personally
3: worry. How old is he now? He's probably younger than us. eh?
0: (laughs) 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 It's like Holly Lee again.
3: no, he's definitely thirty.
0: Just
1: googled yeah. uh, he's Michael Smith, the darts,
3: yeah. uh, darts
0: player, came up. Wouldn't want him right back.
1: I'd play him at centre back, though. <laughs> 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 um,
4: he's thirty-two. Yeah, I worry to. about
1: giving any player over
3: thirty a three-year deal. Is always worrying because you worry that you're going to be paying them the rate that they're due now, when they're not performing at that level. Stephen Naismith.
0: Yeah, uh, Naismith is in good form. <laughs> yes, buddy.
3: Meza Ozil, Pierre Emerick
5: Aubameyang, <laughs> William. There's three players that got offered the contract, older than thirty, and I've done fuck all since then.
4: <laughs>
3: you can tell that some people on this podcast also have an interest in Arsenal, and I've been extremely burnt by players over thirty getting long deals. <laughs> well,
0: my, I
4: just, Michael Smith, aye, uh, Michael Smith's just a different. Type of play, it just seems like a proper, consummate professional. Um, you find that players, when they're getting down to the end of their contracts and all that, they maybe get off the boil. Whereas he's just looked as solid as ever. He's aye, I, I, I wouldn't have hesitated offering him. So that would take him up to 35, and mm. then even by then, I still think he'd be playing brilliantly.
3: Then we can give him another three year deal and say, or oh, potentially he might become a coach.
4: Bye. Aye. Well, oh, <laughs> Craig, Craig Levine's gone now so I don't know how how much more of that will be doing but that aye. would be the usual or he would get like a five year deal now whereas that's probably a bit too much
0: aye. <laughs> Um. Aye, I mean Michael Smith could be a good assistant manager under Alex Neil. <laughs> 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 aye. Um, I'd, uh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't feel angry if he was to get a three-year deal, Hammy. It was a three-year deal that Naismith got, and I did feel that was too much. But Michael Smith is an injury-prone. He's just a bit the only player at the club who isn't injury-prone. So, well, uh, I enjoy think. him getting
3: a leg break at the <laughs> weekend.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Big one on one the Scott Brown. Um. That's Michael Smith. Stephen Kingsley, are we talking five, ten, or fifteen year contracts?
3: <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure he is about our age, isn't he? So before we start talking younger. about is he younger, okay. Is he not like twenty-six? Yes, he's,
4: I think. Uh, he's uh, our... 26,
5: aye. Honestly by his injury record, I would be giving him a two year deal.
3: Yeah, I think I think two's comfortable mm. enough that if he does and a lot of the time injured we're not missing out hugely but a two year deal also covers up if he does play amazing for a season we're not yeah, losing a moment, so
4: Maybe even put in like a oh, one year extension if you play so many games or something like that <laughs> um... right, Peter Wright's dressed <laughs> as <is> the Grinch
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm on the darts that's fantastic <laughs> <laughs> oh. um I, no, I think that's a good point, Paddy. I think Stephen Kingsley, I think, has played every minute of every game so far, hasn't he? I think it's Nielsen just testing the absolute robustness. Even on those
3: play. even on those plastic pitches.
0: Um yeah. at least a two year delay. Um another long term target, Andy Irvin. What are you saying to him? He's our Oh, big shot.
4: Yeah. Another one to give him a long deal. Um, fill it Full of
3: incentives. Fill it full of incentives and yeah. just go make it make it guaranteed money, but with loads of good incentives and and just say, listen, if you if you hit these incentives, you won't be worrying about the pay that we're paying you because bigger teams will be wanting to pay you even more.
4: Bingo.
0: Right, mm. Yeah. I think he needs to be fully back, doesn't he? Uh, I remember saying that about Ollie Lee <laughs> a couple of years ago. <laughs> hey, five assists this season. He does. I know. Mind blown. Uh, we'll go on to speak about both soon. Here, Ollie Lee. See if he was uh, uh, See if he was fast. Be as good a right winger as David Beckham. By the way.
4: <laughs> what a
0: delivery wow. on the man. <laughs> David Beckham what? wasn't fast though. Oh, Bolly Lee is slower than Beckham. What <laughs> 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 a player. Um, let's talk about Scotland a, lo- a little bit, carrying on from last week. Um, I said last week Billy Gilmore would have 50 caps by the time we finally get to the, <laughs> the Winter uh, World Cup. Uh, the next night he had a, another Man of the Match performance um, and Ryan Gold is also making waves over in Portugal, sparking debate amongst pundits over whether both should be implemented into the Scotland squad now, while they're young, you start bleeding them in, or do you know the existing squad and set-up given that we're just covered your thoughts on it all? Cameron, what are you saying?
1: I I'm quite happy he's a fair amount, and, and he's getting that game time, so I wouldn't yeah, I wouldn't grudge that, but the Gilmore one for me, the guy plays like 20 minutes every three months. Um, that That's just not enough game to be in a national squad. I think in the future, 100%, but at the moment, no, not for me.
3: Oh, I agree. I think um, I think they've both got the talent, but if there's one position in the, the national team where it's going to be really difficult mm-hmm. to get in, it's, it's centre mid. Um this is, I mean, obviously, we're not that old. Although we keep saying it. We've not seen many Sc- Scotland squads. But this has got to be the, the best centre mid averages. There's obviously been better players like Darren Fletcher, Barry Ferguson. These players have maybe been more talented. But the way this this midfield works together and the, the, the average ability of them all, it's got to be one of the best crop of centre mids we've ever had. You're talking
1: about a team that... Stuart Armstrong currently doesn't get into that squad and, and he's, you know, he's definitely above those two at the moment for me in terms of Scotland. Yeah,
3: and, and also Stuart Armstrong's playing for a team that are in the Champions League spots and he's one of the best players in, in the English League right now just on form. But I think the way that um, Ryan Jack, um, John McGinn and Cal McGregor, Ryan Christie, the way they all play together... Th- they work so well I w- that's the one thing I wouldn't want to change in that in that squad
0: mm-hmm. um, Hammy Billy Gilmore is he a bit of a luxury player or do you think he's got that kind of attacking spark you need uh, that you know he could get in there a- ahead of someone like you know a McGregor or Jack
4: no I don't think so um, again he's played well and he- he's played but as Cameron said he's just not playing enough and you know, see with these squads, these training camps that they do, and they all how many there's twenty odd players or whatever. I probably I wouldn't mind them being in that sort of travelling squad to a couple of games, see how they get on, see how they train and things. But I, I certainly wouldn't be playing either of them at the moment. Um, certainly not Billy Gilmore. He's, he's one for the future, but I feel like we have been saying this about Billy Gilmore for the past two or three years as well. Mm. Um, what strikes me is, you know, obviously he's not getting a lot of game time at Chelsea. It's it's a wonder why they don't maybe send him on loan. Just to I get think, a bit more first team experience as well.
3: I think the way that Chelsea have have coached and, and managed Billy Gilmore's career is perfect. He gets he gets game time in big games and he, he plays big games, but they don't at that age you, you worry about a player getting so many minutes, especially at the the physical level that they play at that it's just gonna ruin their career in the long run. So I'm fine with him staying at Chelsea and, and getting a half hour here and there and maybe starting games and getting an hour. But how old is he? Nineteen, twenty? You're yeah. only eighteen. Eighteen, there you go. What 18. like when I was eighteen, you don't realise it, but see when I see like eighteen year olds now, I think I would absolutely fucking crush you if we were playing football. <laughs> so, so think yeah, about no. what like a full a full grown athlete when you see like an eighteen year old, they
0: just think, well I'll just level him. Mm-hmm. He's not tall either, is he? What is he? Five quite small, aye. Five, six, five, seven.
3: Gordon Strachan was right.
0: <laughs> Gordon Strachan's team tactics are also apparently just going on about boots, son. <laughs>
4: <laughs> Get about the of... I guess um, Simon, for your point here as well, there's some sort of similarities, not not in teams and players, but with sort of what Hart's done with Harry Cochran. with they hmm. chucked him in. Here you go deal with it, and you know nowadays yeah. you just
0: didn't see him. Um Paddy, who's you, you watch a lot of English you, yourself, albeit not Chelsea. But who's um Gilmore competing with to the start there? Was it Cante and a couple of others? Cante Kovacic, it's League.
5: Jorginho. They can put Mason Mount back there now as well. Like you're talking about there's four internationals off the bat. Mm-hmm. you've got Kai Havertz that can play back there like he's he's not even close to first team football but no. I, I agree with Simon they're not rushing him which is good and they're not sending him out to a, a championship team or that so he can go down and get beaten up every weekend
0: yeah I've got, I've got a funny feeling he does go on loan in January I could see him down in uh, parts, parts Frank- <laughs> well there's been links for him going to Rangers is he not a big Rangers fan? A massive Rangers fan right. There's a, but I could see uh, well Frank Lampard's obviously got the Derby County contacts as well doesn't he could be a fit for him there so but I like you say Simon it is a problem with teenagers getting rushed in at the high level so we'll, we'll leave it to English football to ruin another young man <laughs> 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 Not for the first time yeah, Andy I'll bring
5: yeah. in the Scotland squad <coughs>
3: Well, this is the point this is why the under threes the, the Scotland under threes success. Under 23, so apologies.
0: Um, listen, speaking of another promising young man, uh, I've been keeping an eye on Aaron Hickey, who's uh, got the COVID, get well soon, young man. Um, could he get in the Scotland squad? Um, he's surely better than Greg Taylor. Being serious, he could surely be a squad player for Scotland at least. Um, without Hickey at the weekend, uh, Belong, you were getting pumped 5-1 by Roma.
5: Jarvik, Bologna haven't had a great season so far, so getting pumped off Roma five-one probably isn't because Aaron Hickey wasn't in the team. I know he's a good <laughs> player, but
0: this is like bad journalism. Hype the young man up. I don't care.
5: Oh no, he's a he's a good
3: player,
0: but and never when he falls, yeah, I know. Boy, Um has been chasing for a response. From the British government since his previous come. Are you surprised?
1: I believe my, uh, my my sources on the inside telling me that you know in the coming days he's just going to start tagging Nicola Sturgeon and tweets. <laughs>
3: to
1: hopefully, gain a response because you know he's he's fuming. He, he's he's absolutely fuming that nobody's got back to him. Um, Apparently he's he's emailed in a queue and uh, he might get answered at some point before the Euros. So <laughs> that's that's I believe the live update.
0: Oh, very um, Here's one for you. Um, obviously it's frustrating for us not being able to go to games and Neil Doncaster back into get into stadiums as well. Um, did you
1: did you hear the the last minute or last ditch attempt from Inverness to offer to host the <laughs> cup final <over> the weekend? <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's not a bad shirt, like.
1: for So, so we'll, we'll relocate the cup final up to Inverness to accommodate something like 200 <laughs> fans. in the <laughs> Highlands? They would all be Celtic fans, because every person <laughs> up there is a fucking Celtic fan.
0: <laughs> um, here's one for you about the Scottish football being been treated. Uh, I read this, Tom English put this all together on Twitter, I thought it was quite interesting. Uh, the Scottish Premiership was allowed to restart in August before all other sport and leagues uh, the government then allowed for lower leagues to restart without any testing being required. Uh, the government never stopped football when multiple it billion pounds of funding has been given to help with the financial strain caused by not no fans being allowed in grounds. Do you think Neil Doncaster is just frustrated, or do you think it's almost um, a bit of PR?
3: It's PR tokenism, isn't it? It needs to look busy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How much? It needs to look like it. Because the average football fan will look at the situation and they'll think, I want to be in a stadium. I want the the top of the football in Scotland to be fighting for me to be allowed in a stadium. And as long as they see that, they're happy. Whereas if you actually think about it, like you've just laid out, football's been treated amazingly. Almost every single club, apart from Hearts, has had positive COVID tests.
1: Mm -hmm. I'd go as far as to say that it's maybe been treated too well and I think too much of the money being given is going to the top end of the game when it's sh- grassroots has been no absolutely in, destroyed by this no one,
3: in, yeah, no one in the Premier League should get any of that 13 million
0: hmm. Celtic and Rangers shouldn't
3: Oh definitely not, no one in that top league should they should be able to and, I don't, and when I say that I don't think Hart should get any of it either yeah. we should be able to we should be able to survive these things we're, we're big enough it's the it's like you said, Cameron. It's the wee clubs and the and the the, the sort of semi pro leagues that have just there's there's almost no point in them existing right now.
0: So at the weekend we had a fantastic victory over Queen of the South. Uh, Simon, do you want to kick us off with starting eleven and tactics stuff? Um, the the back four, including Craig Gordon,
3: was the same as our fullbacks were Kingsley and Smith. The only difference is that Beres now seems to be the, the one of the first-choice centre-backs, which makes me think that he's going to start in the final. Um then, it was our usual 4-2-3-1. Lee and Andy Irvin. I thought Andy Irvin was our best player, um, although he didn't get a goal or an assist. It seemed like everyone out with the defence got a goal and an assist. In fact, they did. Even Eddie White got an assist. <laughs> um, so, yeah, Ollie Lee and Andrew Irvin, they worked well. Um, I think Ollie Lee also went on the right at one point. Yeah, he was, found himself outright quite Aye. quite a lot, actually.
1: Yeah,
3: um, With Jamie Walker and Stephen Naismith sort of floating inside and moving about, which seemed to work. Uh, Liam Boyce had a stormer, two goals, two assists. A little comment on Aidy White, he, he got an assist as well. Brilliant. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, um, just the usual. Good to see Josh Janelli back in the squad. He got half an hour at the end. Makes me think that there might be some, some hope that he at least plays in the final.
0: It's whether he starts or not It's going to be the hot topic on Gorgie's lips this week Hot topic <laughs> <laughs> um, Speaking about AD White He did get an assist Simon But what I found interesting was uh, Stephen Kingsley was pretty much playing as a wing back. Um He found himself pretty much higher up than AD White a lot of the time Yeah, Making AD White kind of redundant He was just kind of standing watching Kingsley Doing all his work for him <laughs> Not necessarily a bad thing because Eddie White isn't very good at football (laughs) Ah, He's still like an apprentice level isn't he Just watch me do it I was going to say he's like 30 But he's actually younger than us isn't he
3: I don't know man, I don't want to look just in case he is Because he's another one,
0: a
1: lot older than us
0: Cameron you're always uh, curious about Boys ages, what age is Eddie
1: White (laughs) I think that level of anger must add age To your life, like he's definitely Made himself older
3: his blood uh, pressure's like pushed his hair away
0: from his head. <laughs> so just head's turned twenty nine. <laughs> younger than us. <laughs> 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 fucking hell! But <laughs> no, to be fair, like a lot of the players look ages worse, but anyway, White looks like ten years older than us. Yeah, Ay-sh-
1: this podcast is terrible for your mental well-being. <laughs> oh, I know. Ay-
0: for any younger listeners, you don't think turning thirty is a big deal until you're twenty nine, and then suddenly you're just full of fear. <laughs> it gets closer. <laughs> when you realise you're an age now where you just wouldn't sign yourself on Football Manager you're too old Aye. <laughs> um, so uh, Stephen Kingsley had a great game uh, AD White was quite quiet um, Ollie Lee, like we were saying there found himself outright quite a lot and I have to say if he was, uh, if he had a bit of pace about him he'd be as good as David Beckham <laughs> 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 what a delivery on him, honestly um, setting up chances and goals uh, this is the way we've got to play
3: against these teams that sit deep, though. We've got to utilise the width and, and just get balls in the box because you're mm-hmm. you're not going to go through the middle. Although, once we have scored a few, that's when you can exploit these.
0: Yeah. Well, having said that, I mean, I've got to say, I thought in phases, especially for the last half an hour. It was probably the best we've played all season. Um, in terms of getting the ball into the box, uh, Queen of the South started in a 4-3-3, uh, quite, a, quite attacking. Not that they've done anything with it, really. Um, but they're two centre-backs, Obelay and Buchanan, six foot three and six foot four. So Liam Boyce and uh, Naismith hovering a bit behind them were dwarfed in the box. Um, the start of the game was pretty scrappy, trying to cross it in, you know, at height. Just, what's the point? <laughs> like, just <Yeah>. look at height. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we found some form in the end. Um, we we won't go through all the goals. We just wanted to touch on some of the key performances. Um but Hammy, your your pals on Jamble's kickback gave uh, Irving man of the match. You agree with them for once?
4: Uh I would. I I thought <laughs> oh my um God. I I mean there, every now and again there's a hidden gem there. Yeah. Um <laughs> but uh Irving, yeah. Yeah, and he's obviously made a pretty good claim for a, a start in the final as well, which I'm sure we'll talk about.
0: Yeah. Do you
1: know, I, think it's, I think it's unbelievable that we score six goals in a game and uh, kickback can't even give it to Craig Gordon? <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> no. Um, very kickback-esque of Although we've scored six goals, I'd like to focus on one miss. And that was on the, uh, the 27th minute where Liam Boyce was through on goal. Uh, he had a short-range shot parried away from the keeper. It fell to Ollie Lee, about six yards, who absolutely skied it. One of the, <laughs> the worst misses ever seen at Tyne Castle, Which got me thinking to what's the worst miss I've ever seen. And I wanted to ask you boys. So tell me, Hammy, carrying on with you, what's the worst miss you've ever seen?
4: The worst miss I've ever seen um, was on my birthday two years ago, 29th of July. Hearts, played on Dunfermline and the League Cup group stages. We needed to win to go through from the group. Um, we ended up, I think it was 2-2 at the time. Ball came into the box. Cole Stockton manages to miss. the—I—I I, Honestly, six, maybe less yards out. It was just unbelievable. What made it worse, I was sitting in a pub in Leith and I was so sure he was going to score it. I jumped out my seat, celebrated and got absolute pelters for the uh for the Hibs fans behind me
3: Not Hibs the worst horrible. reason to hate Cole Stockton though
4: uh, <laughs> He's got a previous
0: That's one bad for it came in, <laughs> came in played shite, blacked up, kicked it
4: <laughs> oh dear. He was horrific, I'm sure his wife was mouthing off on Twitter and everything about how crap Edinburgh was, he just had a horrible oh. time up here and he was, he was a horrible football player as well <laughs> I actually thought he tried quite hard, but given what he did, fuck Cole
0: Stockton.
3: We all thought he was going to be like Jamie Vardy. It's eh? <laughs> right, coming well. for
0: lower leagues, eh? There's some talent, in there? No, there isn't. All right. <laughs> as usual, I hyped him up way too much. <laughs> <laughs> um, Cameron, what's the the worst? What's the worst miss you've ever seen? Ah, oh, it's easy, easy.
1: Eleventh um, of October, two thousand and eight. Amden Park, Scotland versus Norway. Chris, oh well, i I never want to speak
0: about it
4: again. That's it. Done.
0: <laughs> I need to say it anymore. Nope. Simon, what about yourself? Um, no, I think the miss
3: was worse because it was against Hibs and the game finished 0-0. But um, I can't even mind who took the shot. I keep wanting to say it was uh, one of the wee young left-backs we had. Went to Inverness, I forgot his name.
4: McKay.
3: Aye, Kevin McKay. I'm sure he took a shot for like miles away and it kind of bounced through and it it hit off the keeper and he managed to boot it away just before Cal Pack got a a tap in and it went to Ryan Stevenson who put it wide. for The the six yard box as well. That was that period of very boring football between Hearts and Hibs. (laughs) Um, Ryan Stevenson made up for
0: himself but in that Aye,
3: I think it was later that year or Aye, later that year or the year after, he scored that absolute walloper against Ebbs at Easter Road. Big, for, for the
1: record, Big Chris, he, he never made up for it for Scotland. Never. <laughs> <laughs> How many the caps did he actually Saints. have? Too many. What, one in my head, that was it. That was uh, I, like,
0: <laughs> I don't remember anything before or after that game. Probably. I'm sure no. he did
1: play again, but yeah. that's all anyone will ever remember.
0: <laughs> Just fucked it up. Well, that's fine. Uh, Hammy... Uh, we've been having too much fun here. So let's go over to you for Out of Context, Jambles Kickback. Talk
4: away and don't talk a lot of shame. So as it's Cup Final week, I decided to look into the thread that was talking about people's Cup Final plans. As always, it was a bit of a mixed bag. Um, One poster says... I'll put the TV on at ten past two. Not interested in the build-up as I'm struggling to actually give a monkeys about this final. Feel like I'm only going it feels like it's only going ahead to give those unwashed scumbags from Glasgow a chance of completing their trophy set. Another one says, Really not sure. I don't know why, but I absolutely hate watching hearts on TV. I get very anxious and have this weird superstition that we will score if I'm not watching it. So find myself frequently switching the channel for brief periods all the time. I genuinely may not watch it until after. This is me to a tee. Cannot watch Hearts on the telly. We'll record the game and watch it later if we win, that is. Oddly enough, I'm finding it difficult to get up for this. Maybe all the shit show that went on at the end of the season has something to do with it. Still, moan the hearts. Another one saying, I will turn it on about 2.13 and then we'll turn it off about 2.40 when Celtic are inevitably awarded a soft penalty. Another one agreed. Much the same for me. Panic stations every time the opposition get near our goals. Don't feel nearly as nervous when I'm at the game. Must admit, it does not feel like a cup final at the moment. Another one saying he hates watching too. I find it hard to get excited about watching a game on TV. A derby, for example, still gets me going when the game is on, but I hate not being in the stadium. Seriously, hate it. Another one says, we should have binned it like the league was binned, all to suit the Tims and the SPFL and their fans. Hearts win will be great. If we don't, it will not ruin my Christmas, though watching quietly, no drinking, no shouting at the TV, maybe a bourbon cream or four. Win or lose, I'll be having a pizza for dinner. Uneventful. Quite rightly. Very why, would uneventful. You, why would you add
3: that you're having a pizza for dinner? Like That's something <laughs> relevant or important. It gives a fuck <laughs> if you're having a pizza for dinner.
0: Who plans that? He's rolled out on like Monday. I just
4: <laughs> you know what he's having for his dinner on the Sunday. As, uh, long no, as, some... from,
3: as long as it's from not a sponsor,
4: but potentially could be Fountain Park Fry. Yeah. Apart for, <laughs> Thankfully, uh, not all Hearts fans are like that And another one says I'd rather watch us win the cup final with my family around me Than sit having Christmas dinner with them, to be honest In a socially <laughs> distanced manner, of course um, Another one's getting a nice thick steak and a nice bottle of red And when we win it, straight on the gas with the steak Pop the cork and see where I end up It might be bad in the morning Quite That's a good right. positive man um, Another son flies home from Dubai on Friday for Christmas And the cup final Beer fridge is full, a nice single malt too, and the missus has said she'll supply pies to help with the atmosphere. Glasgow Hearts are having a pre-match Zoom, just like the semi-final day, so hopefully another wee help to get us the cup. Um, Other guys having Zoom calls, another one's having champagne. He'll be off at 8am as usual, two filled rolls, turn the TV on at 2.30, watch Hearts win. 1 0, celebrate with a bottle of red cola. I mean, he obviously only tune in <laughs> at 2.15 because he'll miss the first 15 minutes if he tunes in. Um, another one's watching the game with a Celtic fan who's his stepdad. This is either going to be good or bad. Um, and another one says, 9 o'clock train from Waverley, few sneaky cla- cans, queue outside touch on the Hill, then bevy until 1.30, walk to the stadium and in my seat just as the team comes out. If only. Can you imagine? <laughs> Thankfully, the borders are still in tier one. Um, I think it's tier one, so they'll be uh, going to the pub to watch it. The lucky bastards! I can't oh. wait for tier one, man. I'm going to go nuts. <laughs> no, one
0: day, uh, maybe what, August next year. Aye, <laughs> <I>, probably. <laughs> oh. To be fair,
3: I, I do agree. with a lot of that, that this this Scottish Cup is going on because they wanted Celtic. I don't think it would have went ahead if Celtic weren't in it. But we're in it. We're in the final. Why are you not buzzing about that?
4: Um, that was, uh, I mean, we maybe did a bit of a half recording last night and I was pretty nervous. And this is now Wednesday and I'm even more nervous now. As the days get closer, um, I feel myself watching Hearts videos and things mm. like that. And like the 98 Cup finals, the semi-final in 2012 against Celtic, watching BT, <laughs> right in the mood for it.
3: Aye, and I don't get not watching it live unless we win. The whole point of football for me is the
1: the emotions of watching a game live. Right. Here it is, kickback, from us. (laughs) Go to the fridge, (laughs) open it up, take out a few cans, and
0: try and join yourself for once. Love
1: the podcast.
0: And watch the whole game. Support your club.
3: Aye. (laughs) Just enjoy it man like it, it doesn't happen very often we're very lucky that we've seen hearts win the cup three times yeah because our yeah. parents generation didn't see it at all until 98 mm-hmm. so fuck it and we've what is that this will be the third final as well in our lifetime that we've we've been in like and not, not, not not the ones that we've won so th- fourth. is yeah. this the fourth so seven scottish cup finals
0: Oh, sorry.
3: I I fucked sitting up there. (laughs) I'm just what you meant Oh, no, I don't mean this. This will be the, like, including the ones we've not won. How many have we been to in our lifetime? Oh, this will be the fifth. Yep.
4: So we won three,
3: lost Mm -hmm. one. So can he complain? No many other teams are as successful as us. We are a very strong Scottish
0: Cup team. Yeah. And it's our time again. (laughs) It is. I feel it (laughs) in my bones. Hey, I'm not even feeling nervous. Hey. I'm just buzzing for Sunday. Ah, yeah. I'm looking forward to it. I feel
3: yeah. like I feel because like we've been uh, trapped for
0: so long, it's just nice to have something to look forward to. It's nice to have weekend plans. Hey, it is. Um, in fact, thank you, Hammy, for Out of Context Jambles Kickback. It does lead us on nicely to talk about the Scottish Cup final game and all the excitement around it. And here's okay. a fact for you. Our win against Queen of the South at the weekend was our first victory before the Scottish Cup final, having lost, lost three. Wow. The last three, you know, won Scottish Cups we've lost previous to the finals. Aww. So you can only imagine it's only a good thing. It's only going to mean the boys are even more optimistic going into it. <laughs> there you go. Um, it's also just been confirmed in the last couple of days that All Hearts players will be waiting the number 26 on their shorts um, as a tribute to Marius Salioukas, who sadly passed away uh, with the, the news breaking during the, the semi-final, which was tragic. Um, it's a really nice touch. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I am concerned. I'm not sure if you're concerned that it means Craig Halkett is going to get sent off for an accidental second booking or something like that. <laughs> <laughs>
3: no, those mistakes are only made in England and there's sort of racist tones to them as well.
0: <laughs> <laughs> anyway, fair play. So true, so true. <laughs> um, speaking of Halkett and the, the back four, uh, let's have a, a quick look at the poll results. Uh, last week the, the hot debate was Pepescu versus Bera and who should start next to Craig Halkett. Um, one thing we never thought about at the time was starting all three at the back, with Peter Haring included. And from what I've been reading today, there seems to be a lot of, uh, it's just obviously just fans just chatting, but a lot of interest in actually that happening, having Haring at the back as well. Um, have two wing backs getting Kingsley and Smith up there. Do you think, given that we've not played five at the back all season, do you think there's a chance that Nielsen could uh, pull some trickery last minute here?
5: I hope not.
3: Yeah, I also wouldn't feel comfortable with that.
0: The uh, The
1: Scottish Cup final is not a time to be trying things out.
3: No. And he's been so consistent with the
0: 4-2-3-1 that I think that's the best thing to do. Yeah. Yeah, I'd be yeah. very surprised. Um, with that poll result there, Christoph Berra, uh, this is Twitter poll, 33%. Pepescu just 32% just behind them. And Peter Haring, 30% for replacing the both of them. Playing next. What about time? other? other had 5%. percent well, Who's the the other. Get in the other. <laughs> uh, I, f- I think from reading the comments, it was uh, kind of Michael Smith basically mentioned, bring in Jamie Brandon to play on the right. Not a chance. Right. Folk are nuts, man. Sorry. Sorry if you said
3: that and <laughs> you're listening, but that's absolutely <laughs> mental. I've Have been... you seen Jamie Brandon play football? He's all right, <laughs> but I wouldn't start him in a Scottish Cup final.
0: It's kind of like you go, oh, Michael Smith at centre back. He's got pace. That's actually quite a good idea. Oh, Jamie Brandon, not nah, Michael Smith, please.
3: And also, like I'd say, the strongest part of our squad is our full backs right now. So why yeah. the hell would you get rid of that?
0: Yeah. Exactly. Um, in terms of tactics, and you know, I think the the main fault is behind that five at the back is because of the size of the pitch at Hamden. Um, so just to, to speak about pitch dimensions, <laughs> briefly. Whoa, thrilling. Everyone turn up. <laughs> um, so Hampton Park is almost twice the size of Ten Castle. Um, and apparently, just listening to Ryan McGowan was on Scarce Around the Funnel, the one that just came out earlier. They were saying it, it does have a massive factor in terms of their planning. because so obviously it totally changes your tactics yeah. for the, the space you're managing.
3: Yeah, of course. Yeah.
0: Uh, Celtic Park is slightly smaller than Hamden.
3: they'll, well, they'll so. be used to it as well because like, as much as we hate to admit it but they they play at Hamden almost twice a year at least yeah so,
0: mm-hmm. so in terms of managing space it can only benefit Celtic um, but let's not dwell on the negatives, only the focus is around here unless Paddy's speaking um <laughs> Thank you for all your questions on Instagram. It was quite specific about kind of players starting here and there, but we're going to go through our starting eleven anyway, so that will cover it all. Um, Simon, do you want to kick us off with what you're kind of expecting to see on Sunday? So, I'll. This isn't who I want to see. This
3: is who I think will play. So, I think it will be Gordon. Baron Halkett in the middle, Kingsley and Smith. And I think we all agree with that. Does anyone disagree with that? Anyone thinking they're going to go a five or a three? I think it will be that myself, yeah. Yeah. I think it will be that, that.
1: yeah. I'd put good money on that.
3: But this is where it gets interesting, because centre mid, he has tried loads of different combinations. I personally think it will be Ollie Lee and Andy Irvin. I would in disagree. Fact, yeah, I don't know. I think Ollie Lee might start on the right, but yeah, I think Andy Irvin will be in there. I hope, I hope personally that it was it be Peter Haring because ability wise and spatial awareness on a bigger pitch, he's probably the best player we have.
0: Yeah, I think with the, the two older mid, you've got to look at almost as two separate options. You've got to look at as one the ball winning Matilda being Peter Haring or Andy Halliday. Yeah, and oh, got Andy Halliday. Yeah especially against the Celtic yeah I think uh, he'll start Sorry,
3: <laughs> I think he'll go straight in there do you yeah I think it'll be him and everyone Lee on the right White on the left Walker or Naismith and then Boyce up front Oof. Interesting. I think he
5: plays Lee on the right
3: he done it he he switched up to the in the hips game at Hamden he, put, he started Lee on the
0: right and that's what got us our, our goal yeah, he's finding himself out that way quite a lot. And like I said, if he just had a bit more pace, he'd probably have fifty caps for England. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, Cameron, <laughs> there's a there was so much uh, optimism behind Craig Whiten and he's kind of fell right out favour in the last couple of games. Do you think he could pop up and get a start here?
1: Yeah, that they content for us that Craig White provides or has done this season has been excellent <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he's always in, the, in focus of the conversation but um, no I, I, I think it'll be no I, I don't think he starts I think I think you might see him at some point um, but certainly I mean it, it's, it's boys up front at the moment and then you know if, if there's someone sitting off him it's Naismith
0: okay and um. Paddy, Ginelli made a return bang on the hour mark at the weekend, getting 30 minutes under his belt. Do you think if he's fit enough, he's going to start and we'll get an hour out of him? Or do you think he'll come on as an impact sub? What do you reckon what's going to happen with Ginelli?
5: Uh, I hope he starts, but I think he'll probably come on. Or depends on what goes in the match, to be honest.
3: it's the the fitness that that worries me because if it is a bigger pitch it's a big occasion so you get this big adrenaline burst in the first 10 minutes and you get like a dump where Mm. you just feel knackered after like 10-15 minutes so you never know but you hope he's fit enough because he's he's our most exciting forward player anyway from what I've seen
0: for sure well I don't know Craig Whiting's pretty exciting (laughs) 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 Craig exciting (laughs) 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 <laughs> <laughs> well, there, there's the episode name this week. <laughs> um, Hammy, what do we do on this left wing? Are we actually going to start Eddie White <laughs> left wing in a cup final? What's going on? Uh,
4: listen, I mean, he does a job, he doesn't do much, but he just does a job. And if you've got Kingsley behind him, bombing up and doing the pitch, doing all this sort of leg work, the donkey work, and just leave waiting to sort of... waiting sorry sorry. Um, White to sort of cover that gap that's then left, and, and you've let him do the the hard work, the running, the, all that sort of stuff. Fine. I don't think he's going to... I mean, well, he popped up with an assist last week. Mm-hmm. Um, he won the penalty in the semi-final.
0: Yeah.
4: And I've generally... Like, again, he doesn't do much, but he does enough to warrant a start at the moment. And... Frankly, it's it's shocking, but he's done probably more than Freedon Roberts have.
3: Yeah, um, he he covers he covers well, and with Celtic using their fullbacks like we sort of do in the Championship, it's good to have a because he's a left back. It's good to sort of double up there because he'll work hard enough and he knows he knows his responsibilities. Mm-hmm. So he'll cover. Is it what's his name again? The wee right back they have, pong Yeah, he'll cover him.
0: Uh, you're effectively playing two left backs or t- two left wing-backs, really.
3: And it allows Kingsley to sort of go further inside because Celtic sort of play, their wingers are kind of wide number 10s, aren't they? Yeah. Hmm. So. Okay.
0: Um, so what we're saying then, back four pretty solid and, and rubber-stamped. Two deep-lying players, but you're talking Halliday or Haring? you're talking Irvin's got to start, surely, Sure yeah. they got to find a, a slot for him somewhere.
3: And that's why I don't mind having someone like Halliday or Haran alongside him because he, Andy Irvin's still really young. So to have someone alongside him who can just sort of see him through the games at moments if we're if we're under which we will be, we'll be under pressure at times and help mm. him out and and allow him to then use his passing to get us out. Because I think that'll be really important. If we have someone who can ping the ball like Andy Irvin can, we can change defense into attack one pass. I can't see anyone else on our team being able to do that. Maybe had him, but
0: mm-hmm. yeah. Um Jamie Walker played outstanding um away last week. Who were we playing? Greenick Morton playing on the left wing. He was playing right wing again at the weekend. Do you think that was just a decoy? Could he go back out there on the left? I think he's better than the middle. Yeah. Yeah. Stephen Naismith is locked and loaded in that number ten rule this weekend.
4: Surely,
3: yeah. That's the thing, like if if AD White's on the left, it can only be on the right, can't it?
2: Yeah.
4: So you're looking Ollie Lee, dropping Ollie Lee for Jamie Walker, or I think he just gives
3: you a bit more solidity, Jamie Walker, because at least he's got a bit of pace to cover. I don't know, it's difficult. That's why we only paid
1: Robbie Nielsen's wage. Sounds like uh sounds like we're no favouring Mr. Exciting then. He's he's slipping in this order on that side. <laughs> yeah,
0: so he, he did start right winging the, the, the semi against Hibbs, didn't he? Yeah. Yes. But he kind of floated about, he kinda of went up top and he went out left. Um Nielsen's ever fluid kind of front three. Um it's a nice problem to have, isn't it? These selection headaches. Not many of them, but at least we've got some options now. Um, if you were to ask us this after we got beat by Aloa, <laughs> I would have fucking none of them exactly we're moving in the right direction um, uh, let's move on now and speak a bit more about Celtics uh, kind of starting players and what kind of battles we're going to see at the weekend uh, we've covered off the kind of right wing back in Frimpong uh, coming down there against potentially well, White and Kingsley definitely Kingsley uh, in goals for Celtic uh, apparently Barkas is already transfer listed <laughs> they want him out the door after just well, about they pay for like 5 million for him 5 in million the in the summer and they want him out the door uh, Conor Hazard started the last two games uh, which they've won you've got to expect he's going to be chucked in the deep end and be starting a cup final
1: does that, does that not mean that it's basically Neil Lennon's career chances versus Craig Gordon <laughs> <laughs> It's very much. If he, if he has a good game, man, it's it's going to look atrocious for them.
3: Yeah, it still it does to this day. I don't have a clue why they would ever let him go for free.
0: I think a lot of it did come down to Craig Gordon's decision to come to Hearts. You know, be a, being sure with his
3: family more. Yeah, I'm sure. But still,
0: money, money, money.
2: Get
3: it up, <laughs> them.
0: <laughs> Cheers, buddy. Yeah, one one thing one thing so sure against Celtic, we are definitely stronger by far in the goalkeeping department. Um left wing back for Celtic, uh, Laxal is going to be cu- coming up against um what your Ginelli, hopefully, if he's starting. Uh Michael Smith back there. Uh again, Michael Smith, you can't have any any better options. So I, I'm quite happy with that. Um you can trust Sen- him to do a job. Why oh, could be his game, his final. Centre backs for Celtic, another another dodgy, dodgy option in Shane Duffy. And uh, you'd got to imagine that uh, big Christoph is gonna be playing in there. Another two big units coming up against Boyce and Naismith. Uh, what's your thoughts on the, the tactics to work around them?
3: Play into feet. Get it get it <laughs> in and about their feet. Now you're
1: not looking for the headers, are you?
0: No. No. <laughs> All right, oh, I was saying that I wouldn't be surprised if Ollie Lee is swinging balls in on Boyce's head from out right I'm telling you, 100 <laughs> caps for England if he had some pace. <laughs> <laughs> um, that'll be interesting there. This could be the it's going to be make or break time. Uh, if Andy Halliday's starting as well, that beef with Shane Duffy is going to be very interesting. Um, we won't talk about card predictions because I'm sure we'll go into Cameron shortly to discuss that, <laughs> but. Mm-hmm. That'll be tasty. Uh, speaking of tasty battles, we're going to have, um, I should say, Neil Lennon has said he's going to stick to loyalty with his selection this Sunday. It basically means that he's going to favour Scott Brown over Sorrow. And you're probably going to see Turnbull drop out as well. So we're going to see Scott Brown getting wound up by Stephen Naismith for 90 minutes. I hope,
1: I hope we see plenty of Celtic Sorrow, to be honest. Oh. <laughs> Backer than it, that one was great.
0: You're just like dad joke after dad joke. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I uh, Ryan McGowan was, was really funny on the podcast saying, Stephen A Smith will be saying things to Scott Brown, like, Where have you been the last two weeks? You've been on holiday. <laughs> 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 well, that was class. Um, so I hopefully Scott Brown goes nuts, gets sent off, we shall see. Um, In all seriousness, uh, Celtic are pretty strong in the middle of the park with your McGregor's, your Turnbull's, your Christie's uh, coming up against what you're talking, Irvin, Halliday, Harring, Lee. Um, That's where battles are are won and lost in the middle of the park. Park. Let's just hope we turn up there. Um, Our most vulnerable position, clearly, is at centre-back regardless of of who starts here. Um, What can we do if it's if Berra starting next to Halkett here? what can we do to stop french harry from getting playing in behind um, Break his
3: legs <laughs> <laughs> I, he's he's a good player he's going to have chances and this this is why he is wanted by some of the bigger teams in europe but we've played him before the Bear has played him before and Halkett, i'm sure played him before you know what he can do just don't make mistakes don't it's fine if he does something amazing and scores a goal You can just go well oh, fuck what are we going to do but as long as it's not like a slip or we just pass it straight to him and don't don't beat ourselves. Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah, which Redemption we've been doing time.
0: a lot of, so yeah. think we put an end to it. Yeah. Redemption time for better. It'd be such a, a nice way for him to, to bow out, you know, if his contract doesn't get extended at the end of the season. Uh, Fingers crossed. A double Scottish <laughs> Cup <one in> a <laughs> year. A double Scottish <laughs> Cup <laughs> season, aye. Eh? That'd be superb.
4: And the title. Oh, aye, and a league title, aye. Or oh, if we can win a quadruple. A treble. <laughs>
0: oh, no, we're at
1: the league cup we got fucking
0: knocked
1: out. You can a treble with the same trophy twice. Aye. Aye. They'll take claim it.
0: All right.
1: We'll no um, get to right? No, they're aye. not.
0: Aye. Cameron, put yourself in Gary Locke's shoes. And he oh walks on. Robin Nielsen's <laughs> well, just done his. <laughs> right. Right, I'm there, I'm there. <laughs> Robin Nielsen's <laughs> just done his, uh, his serious debrief before the game. The, their playlist has just ended. Your Gary Locke, you walk in and you've got one minute to fire up the boys. What are you saying to them? Not to so you're long.
1: right, boys. It's been a been a tough time for all, all the folk that support the Hearts, but you get right into the Celtic bastards, all right?
0: <laughs> <laughs> Superb. That was firing me up. Um, generally boys or Paddy to ask you specifically are you more nervous or excited are you optimistic pessimistic how are you feeling
5: it's in the bag Javi this is going to be easy walk (laughs) in the park
0: oh oh, Paddy that's when you know we're we're in the money Um, in all seriousness uh, the fact that this game is going ahead is purely for Celtics benefit so they can this will be them they'll secure the quadruple treble if they win on Sunday Is, is that right yeah. They've already had the treble treble. Aye. So, aye, let's fucking get it up, then. After <laughs> all the COVID, after the, the demotion to the Championship, let's fucking do it. And let's bring the Scottish Cup home. Come uh, on! Aye, I'm sure we'll we'll celebrate it safely. And then, it. and then we won't once we can all get together one day. <laughs> <Aye>. <laughs> um Okay. Well, that's the, the semi-final wrapped up. I would normally ask for your predictions, but I won't bother, as we'll now go over to Cameron. I'm sure we'll cover it and buy or sell.
1: Just just for clarity, as a final, not a semi final, Jervy.
0: Oh, my apologies, <laughs> sir. We already beat the Hibs. That's how easy the Hibs game was. I forgot all about
1: <laughs> Right, so yeah. buy or sell. Um, another fantastic week for most of the boys last week. One exception, obviously, Mr. Mister McDonald, who was very, very negative. Um, and well, he sold most things other than one, and well, they all came in. So, four <laughs> for each of us, and and one for Paddy. I've um, run through them quickly. So, over fourteen point five shots. Hearts had twenty. Um, Hearts to win by two or more goals. Obviously, that was easily in the bag. Boyce did return to the starting lineup, and then there was the weird one. Uh, Hearts to have a better positive goal difference than Aloe had a negative. I don't know why I made that one up. To be honest, it was too no complicated. <laughs> But, I mean, what it sits like just now is Hearts currently have a plus 15 goal ratio and Aloha have negative 10. So that's, that, that's a buy. Yeah, um, yeah, so, yeah, yeah, the buys have that one. Mm-hmm. And then just to quickly update on the, the running season totals. First place, Hammy on 16. Jarve close behind on 15. Uh, Simon and myself joint on 13. And Paddy languishing at the back. With seven, uh, four straight weeks <laughs> of all day one, has uh, oh, really no taken no. its toll. I'm embarrassed I'm not further ahead of
3: him.
4: <laughs>
1: <laughs> now, on to the big one, the final. Let's let's see your thoughts for the weekend. So, Hearts had five shots on target versus Hibs in the semi final. What I want to know is buy or sell over 4.5 shots on target versus Celtic this weekend? Bye. Oh he's back.
3: Positive panic is back. I will We've also just... I will also buy that and put and just hope and just hope.
5: We've just scored six goals.
0: Against Queen. We of the indeed, South we Paddy. Indeed. Um I'm gonna sell. That doesn't mean I think we're gonna get beat. I just Ooh. think uh, we're not gonna have a ton of chances. I'm selling.
4: I'm gonna buy because I feel that we've been striking from distance quite a lot. So even if they just hit them for anywhere, I'll get my points.
0: The be trickling ones picked up by the keeper count. Aye,
4: ah, exactly.
1: <laughs> I'm going to buy because I've no idea what I'm going to buy. <laughs> <laughs>
2: right.
1: right. Now, Celtic's league games this season have averaged 3.4 goals for both teams. So, I want to know is over three point five total goals in the game.
3: Sell.
0: Whoa, 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 whoa. Where where, were we? That was Paddy by Hammy sell. (laughs) I'm gonna I'm gonna sell. I think it's gonna be a tight affair in ninety minutes. Yeah. Um
1: I'm also gonna sell because I feel if there's that many goals it does not come out in our favour. Yeah,
0: <laughs> let's not talk Bunch
1: about Bunch of negative <laughs> bastards.
0: <laughs>
1: the thing is, if we're all different to Paddy, then he's definitely getting one again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, then you touched on it, but I think it's only worth asking in a game with, with so many battles In a game where you're going to put, you know, Halde, Naismith, Brown, all on the same pitch. Will there be a red card in the game? Yes, bye. <laughs> <laughs> Bipolar, I. Eh? <laughs>
4: I'm
0: gonna buy that as well. Oh, pull us a comment. Aye, I'm gonna buy Andy Halliday is 100% getting sent off if he starts oh, again
4: Oh, aye. I'm gonna sell. I'm gonna buy it, and I'm gonna give you
1: the reasons why and the two players: Andy Halliday, Scott Brown, fighting. <laughs> Done. <laughs> Two red cards. Buying it every maybe, day.
3: Maybe we're just going to have to sacrifice Andy Halliday for getting Scott Brown red carded. For the greater good. Get, get in a fight, roll a boot. Just hold him and roll a boot. And then it's like,
1: oh, he was hitting me as well. On recent form, we'd be better with Scott Brown's staying on the pitch, I think. <laughs> I was going to say. <laughs> and to touch on something we've touched on a few Times this season, the the gift that keeps on giving, the question that keeps coming back. I'm going to ask you hearts to win the bloody lot, Neil Lennon to be gone before the papers arrive on your doorstep on Monday morning. Bye. Bye bye. Bye bye. Bye bye. Bye bye,
0: bye. Bye, bye, Lennon.
1: Fantastic, boys. Right. I will keep an eye on these and I will update you on how we got on after we've finished celebrating the cup next week.
0: Ideal. Thank you. Uh, Is anyone bold enough to give their their actual score prediction for Sunday?
5: 5 1. Stunners good in the past.
4: (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to Um, 2 0 hearts. I think 2 1. I think it will be quite cagey, but 2 1. I think we'll come out the winner. I am going 1 0 hearts.
0: Yeah, I'm the same, Cameron. One nil or one one extra time penalties. Craig Gordon wins us the Scottish Cup against Celtic. That'd be good. Mm-hmm. Um, ideal. Right. Well, uh, Owen. Oh, by the way, Jamie Walker scored his forty eighth goal for Hearts at the weekend. Could he make it fifty against Celtic? <laughs> no. <laughs> Sell. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you, Cameron. Um, we'll see what happens, eh? We'll see what happens. Uh, listen, I had an interesting voicemail during the week from Jolly. I haven't listened to it yet, so here we go.
2: All right, lads. Uh, hope you're well. Been a been a long time, you know. Still been listening to home or away, wherever I am. Like like to get your dulcet tones doing the headphones. You know what I mean? But um, well, I hope you're doing well. Um, Christmas coming up. Uh, before I go into the game, just want to say hope uh, everybody out there is doing well and you know the, the Jumbo Wains get what they're wanting for their Christmas, you know, the, the bikes and the, the Playstations and that. So hope that all goes well and I hope to catch up with you on the new year and that, like. Eh? but that's for the game of the weekend, you know, we've been ridiculed this season, been made to look silly. We did a team in the lower leagues in that Well, telling you, this weekend we're back. we will be talking about a Sky Sports News. We'll be beating the Celtic. We'll be all over the papers again. Because we'll be the National Cup champions, and that's, that's how it goes, right? So, just a couple of words for the hearts. Get into them. Pump them. Let's get this done. Come on. And, and, the, and the words of Guru Josh, here's my key. Philosophy. A freak like me just needs infinity. Get in their hearts. Come on.
0: Oh, superb. Well, I am extremely fired up now after that. <laughs> It wouldn't wouldn't be a big game without a voicemail for Jolly and hopefully we can welcome him with open arms back on the podcast one day once he's out of hiding from the Midlovian Police Department. (laughs) (laughs) And that's all we have time for today. Uh, Many thanks to Simon, Cameron, Hammy and Paddy and Jolly um, for all your time once again this week and a special thanks to Padman Scoop Productions for his copious amounts of editing time as ever, especially this week after one failed attempt (laughs) on Tuesday night and re-recorded on Wednesday night. We finally have delivered. Uh, if you aren't following us on social media already, you can do so on Twitter and Instagram at hearts underscore podcast. And if you'd like to send us an email, it's heartspodcast at gmail.com. Don't forget to like and subscribe, even leave us a nice wee review or spread a good word to fruit gorge. So, whenever you're watching the game this weekend, get behind your hearts, follow your hearts, keep washing your hands for the hearts, and we'll see you again soon. <laughs>